0: iXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get iXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off iXL membership when they sign up today at iXL.com audio. Visit iXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price.
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including
2: those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Take a Man podcast from Odyssey Sports. Craig Hoffman, Logan Paulson with you. All right, so let's, let's take a look at this Philly game specifically. The offense did have success the first yep. time against Philly. What were they able to do last time that you think is repeatable um and and by the way i hope it doesn't involve some kind of inferior safety play because the eagles just traded for kevin Bayard, who's one of the best i don't know five three two one safeties in all the nfl
2: yeah um so i really think everything they did in the first game transfers because the way they played their defense is very similar to what Jack a uh, sailor or what jack did during training camp it's like a single high match principle they ran a lot of cover two versus miami because everyone runs runs cover two versus miami don't want to get burned to death by tyree kill or jalen water waddle so makes sense but i think you're going to get a lot of single high safety a lot of match coverage it's going to look like man they are okay at it and so there's a lot of space in the back end so if you can kind of manage the pass rush which again is not this crazy dynamic like when you watch I don't know, San Francisco maybe as an example. It's not this group that just wins quickly and often. It's a group that is going to kind of push the pocket, compress it. Obviously, you do have guys like Fletcher Cox and Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter has one of the highest pressure rates of any interior defensive player in the nfl it's very very good he's awesome obviously yeah i
1: think i think according to espn's metrics he's got the highest uh win rate for pass rush of interior
2: alignment yeah like it's awesome it's great and he's a good football player he's not on the field all the time like that's part of the thing of what they do but you can contend with him it's just about how you manage that like you watch the miami game and miami was like We're pretty, we feel pretty comfortable with our offensive line, which is not a good group. Like I would actually probably say the commander's offensive line is better, which is crazy. But I think that scheme insulates that group a little bit better. Um, And they were able to find some explosive plays down the field. If you can protect it, there's air in the back end. And you talk about Darius Slay and Bradbury and all these corners. I think those guys are good players. They're opportunistic players. But in terms of straight one-on-one, when the pressure doesn't match the coverage principles, those guys are just okay. Like, okay to good. They're like B, B plus players. And most corners are. If the pressure's not getting home, they're going to have a hard time. And so, um, like, I think about a third and long that I just watched uh, this morning where they run like a pylon, like a deep corner, like really high angled corner. Really nice stem by the backup receiver, Wilson Jr. from Miami, gets slayed turned around, ends up being a, like a 25 yard gain. There are opportunities there. And I think when I look at the first game for the commanders, all that stuff's transferable. Now it's what is the wrinkle? What is the evolution to that concept to make sure that you can ensure those throws for Sam? And I do think Sam felt very comfortable, like with the um, with the Giants game, for example. We talked a lot about how stylistically that defense was going to be very, very challenging for Sam to go against because it kind of did everything that he was that he's been struggling with. Philly is different. They don't pressure a ton. They kind of play their coverage structure. It's relatively simple i you know match coverage is really hard but it's got a man principle get the ball out identify your best matchups that kind of thing and i think sam does really well with that now i think the question that i would kind of pose to you and to the audience is after watching the the giants game does the philly defensive coordinator say hey man we we see how Sam struggles with pressure. Do we bring a little bit more pressure than we've done the last couple of weeks and kind of try to disrupt Sam? Also, really crazy statistic, the worst statistical defensive performance for Philly, the second worst, was against the Washington Commanders this year. So obviously, like there was, they had a really good game plan. They played really well, and they executed very well. But what does Philly do to change? Because I do think when you look at the back end of that defense, it's, there's air there. And they really rely right. on their rush to kind of disrupt you. So, if I'm Sean Desai, the
1: Eagles defensive coordinator, I absolutely just try to mimic as much of the Giants game plan as possible. Cause I'm like, that offense was inoperable, untenable. And by the way, the other time that it was like that this year was against Buffalo, who also, you know, lit them up pretty good, uh, had some good pressures, some good blitzing, stuff like that um i also think that the space in the back end decreases some with Bayard. like realistically he's gonna be better at covering space than the guy he's uh replacing Replacing, which is uh why they traded um i think terrell edmonds is actually in the trade um who's in that role a lot and we'll see whether he plays like an underneath uh spot or whether he's he's in the post a bunch i'd imagine he's probably in the post um but we'll see um so yeah i would i would definitely play that um i would also if i'm We just spent 20 minutes talking about should the commanders run the ball more and you just had a game plan where you played a bunch of too high stuff i would keep that game plan in i would play a bunch of too high i'd be like you guys killed us last time in the single high stuff Mm. we're gonna dare you to run the football because we know you don't want to and you're not that good at it I would I would dare Washington run the football. That's me. Um, I kind of have a Belichickian mindset when it comes to defense, where what's made Belichick great for forty years in the NFL is he has defenses that are capable of doing anything, and they just identify what the offense is bad at uh, and good at. They shut down the thing you're good at, like with extreme, like to an extreme, right? Right. Where they'll say we'll double your number. If you have one guy that's great, we'll double that guy literally the entire game um and we'll make you do the thing that you're bad at and if you beat us doing the thing you're bad at congratulations good job and that's why Belichick is the winningest coach in the history of the league um so yeah if I'm if I'm Sean Desai we just spent a week preparing for Miami playing a bunch of uh too high stuff I would I would just keep that most of that game plan in against Washington very different offense and you're doing it for different reasons but my guys are hopefully comfortable with it and that's how I would approach it
2: yeah, that's interesting. I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe that makes a lot of sense to say, like, let's make you do the thing you don't want to do and run the football a ton. Um, that would be really interesting. Also, the pressure thing I think I think is interesting. No one is going to pressure like Wing Mark and Martindale, obviously. And that's not sure. saying – that's not even including frequency. That's also including how they run their pressures, how they call their pressures, how they design their pressures. Like, he's very – he's special in that way because he comes from a, a defensive tree that – Majors in that, obviously. So um, it'd be interesting to see if Sean Desai employs even or deploys, excuse me, even a little bit more pressure uh, than they did in the in the last matchup. And they did do a little bit of it, but it's it's the type of pressure that I would characterize as the same stuff that Jack Del Rio does. It's it's in very specific moments, usually fringe red zone. You know, it's 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 pre- it's predictable and it's not overly complicated. Like when you're watching uh, some of the stuff that Wink did. You're like, this is a hard pickup. Like, this is challenging. This challenges the rules. With Philly, they have not shown those same, like, uber complicated looks. But maybe you say, hey, let's get out of our bag a little bit. Let's add a couple pressures. Let's increase our frequency from. Like,
1: how hard would it be to take one? This is a genuine question, right? If I'm Sean Desai, I'm taking one of Wink's pressures, and I'm coaching the hell out of it this week um i've never actually been in a defensive install meeting Sorry. so i don't know how feasible the thing i just said is but like if i could get one of them and i'm going to run it 4 times until they prove that they can stop it
2: sure i think i think this is a really interesting conversation maybe like more of an off season thing it's yeah so let, let's just take a run game cuz i'm familiar with the run game being an offensive player installing runs right all that kind of stuff is you say i'm going to put this run in and you're, and this is and the reason I'm talking about runs is cuz it's very simple similar to how you have to do defenses. And you say, "Oh, this is the run they run the most. This is the front defensively they run the most, right? They run a 4 down structure. They like the 3 technique to the tight end." Great. And you start watching film, you're like, "Okay, well actually they run this under front a little bit. So I have to make sure all the rules that we've installed work versus an under front." And then, "Oh, actually they do a little bit of even." And then they actually have a sam on the ball in this look. Do all of our rules apply? So, even installing one run, even though like you kind of know what they're going to do. It becomes right. this really labor-intensive thing, and defense is even worse because right. there's so much variation in offensive. What formation. if they're in twelve? Uh, what yeah, if they do keep right. it tight?
1: What if they spread? Right,
2: and so gotcha. it, it becomes a little bit more challenging, especially if you don't major in it. So with the Giants, it's it's like pouring milk and the pouring pouring water in your cup in the morning. It's oh well, we do this is what we do. We can put this in versus whatever we want because we know all the checks. We know what we're doing. For someone like Sean Desai, it becomes a little bit more challenging because they don't major in it. They don't do it a ton. And all of a sudden, now you're asking guys to do things. And some of those things are zone pressure. So the defensive end has to drop out, and he's got to drop out to a three-by-one. Does he have to push to number two, or does he stay in number three? And do you check to that? How do you get that communicated? And it becomes this really crazy um, install. And so even though it's it's one blitz, it's – if it's too crazy, if it's too much of a departure from what you do, right. it becomes like it takes up a whole install as opposed to, oh, it's just five reps a day for the rest of the week. It's, it's like, right. is, is the juice worth the squeeze kind of thing. So,
1: Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky right i guess if you can get it like oh hey if they're in three by one on third down we're let's check to it let's check to it yeah yeah let's check Let's check to giant and yeah. sam's just gonna hear giant go oh no <laughs> uh, please don't be please don't be that thing um okay yeah so but but i think on a larger point more transferable down in down out yeah i would i would try to make the commanders run i would not let terry have the big day that he had i would not i, I would really really challenge them to get out of their comfort zone especially again week to week you just installed something that's different than what you normally do against miami so there's a little bit of continuity there um and, and you always kind of your that point to your, in and your back, point dude. which i think is a
2: great point is even though he doesn't have Wink martindale's blitzes they have blitzes and they're probably yeah. pretty good and they probably have <laughs> yeah. blitzes that are in their language and they can do so to your point like, run a little cover two, make them run the ball and when it's a passing situation I'm going to blitz. I don't care how good our defense I know that's a departure from what they normally do, but to see how disruptive it was to this team last yeah. week, I'm going to at least check the tires on that. I'm going to be like, okay, let's let's yeah. see if you got this corrected and see how it looks.
1: Well, speaking of, we should probably touch on the commander's offensive line and the fact that there's going to be changes. Um, now, we are recording this Thursday morning. Um, we do not know exactly what those changes are yet, um, but it does seem like Sadiq Charles is going to be out uh, with the calf injury. Um, so there's at the very least going to be a change at left guard. Ron Rivera was non-committal to changes otherwise, including the potential for Tyler Larson at center. Um, what do you make of the possibilities of? Getting Larson in there. By the way, the Commanders are six, I think six one and one with Larson Wilson. at center
2: in the last like two years or something Talk like that. About a spurious correlation, I think. Yeah, that's um, but you know, yeah, good for but, Larson. That's yeah, good, good for Tyler. <laughs>
1: um, but he's a veteran guy. He's seen a bunch of stuff. He's probably I'd have to check, but I, maybe I'll look this up real quick. Like, I wonder who's got like more career snaps, more career games, him or Nick Gates? Because Gates oh. was injured a ton in New York, right? Like, right. we think of him as a veteran, but he's a fairly inexperienced veteran um, by veteran standards. So what what do you make of the possibility there and then also what do you do at left guard is is that a chris paul situation or is that a ricky stromberg situation stromberg's come into the games because paul's been inactive but now now you have the chance to make chris paul active and keep stromberg in the backup role he is so which which direction do you go there
2: yeah i think that's going to be really compelling to see what they do because that's where Jalen Carter lines up. And he, like we just talked about, has a ton of pressure. So you're going to be putting a young football player in a situation where they're going to have to block a very good pass rusher. And obviously there's things you can do to insulate that guy. You can work slides that way. You can, you can kind of totally change what you're doing from an offensive standpoint. But I do think that like that's going to be a matchup. You got to circle in red. And and if, if Sadiq's out, and, and say what you want about Sadiq, I think he's been a very consistent performer this year. Obviously, there's always room for improvement. But on the whole, I think I think there's this narrative around the offensive line that I think is somewhat undeserved. Are they the best offensive line in football? No, absolutely not. But are they the worst O-line in football? No, absolutely not. They're somewhere right in the middle. And middle middling offensive line play, while not exciting, and I think fans, especially of this area, like with the history of the Hogs and, um, you know, the Trent Williams and Brandon Sheriffs of the world, obviously great offensive linemen, are used to that standard. Most teams do not have that luxury. So I think this group has been fine outside of the New York game where I thought they struggled a little bit. That being said, when you replace one of those pieces that's been – relatively consistent with Chris Paul who I am very high and I know we're both very high on after training camp and he's going to be, be going against one of the best defensive lines in football because it's not only Jalen Carter it's Jordan Davis it's um Fletcher Cox it's all of these pieces yeah. that's something that's going to be a little bit concerning and so we talked about earlier in the show how do you run the same offense you ran before and the protection was pretty consistent and if the protection for some reason regresses here and becomes less consistent and less effective that's going to be very very challenging and maybe they don't need to blitz because you just have this matchup at left guard that you feel really good about you know the second pick overall winning consistently so
1: yeah uh, i just looked real quick jalen carter uh, played arkansas twice in his career uh not super productive not <laughs> obviously it's not all on ricky stromberg but uh you know there, there is at least a little bit of like familiarity personnel man-to-man experience there um of those two playing in the sec if stromberg ultimately gets the call um i also think it's interesting that like it seems to be larson at center not stromberg um again like Stromberg was taking the third round i think when that happened both of us were like oh there's your there's your starting center and and instead it's probably going to be and and like i i think this is also um i get it like it's interesting but i get it because you don't necessarily want a rookie essentially a rookie quarterback a very inexperienced second year quarterback and a rookie center like that's that's asking for trouble for a team that already is struggling picking up blitzes identifying blitzers sliding protections all this kind of stuff right. so getting a veteran like larson in there um could certainly be helpful
2: yeah i was just about to say i think that's really good insight because one of the things that sticks out to me about nick gates play so far is i feel like physically he's probably been fine outside of his matchup with dexter lawrence i think he's been a guy that seems like he's going to the right people most of the time in the run game. He's got a nice physicality, got a nice finish to how he plays. If there's one thing that I would be questioning, because again, we don't know exactly who's responsible for targeting the protections, is that some of the protections are not always targeted correctly or they're not always communicated effectively. And if that's the center's responsibility, obviously you want someone coming in, in Tyler Larson who knows or has experience with that kind of stuff. And like like we talked about before, Tyler Larson had a very productive preseason was very effective and if that's the issue in your offense you know and it's hard to know exactly it's hard to know exactly what's going on with that because we're not in the building we don't have all this kind of insider information but if there's one thing that would make me question gates is gates as a starter it's the mental stuff i want a guy who's got experience and knows what he's doing let's get him in there and get him calling the protections effectively and getting the runs id'd effectively and all that kind of stuff and that's something i'd be very concerned about ricky doing not because i don't think he's capable of it but because he's a young player and the idea of having a young center and a young quarterback working together with a new with a young left guard uh is something that is not very appetizing to me in this game so i would probably lean larson here if i was making the decision but again we we have no inside information um but something to keep an eye on
1: uh Gates has played 51 career games, but about half of those have been at guard. Larson's played 93, every single one of them at center. So um, the experience game, certainly uh, one thing to consider this week as they make that call. Anything else on the commander's offense versus this Philadelphia defense before we flip the field?
2: And We talked a lot about the offensive line there and the quarterback, and again, that's a big storyline. But I also think the skill position players in the last matchup played really well. I think B-Rob was effective running the football. Um, I think Logan Thomas had an excellent football game. Terry and Darius Slay—that's a matchup that is fun to watch every single time. And I feel like Terry's got a slight advantage. Jahan was productive at times. Can um, he continue to develop and grow, uh, build off that performance that he had against the Giants? Because, like we talked about, even though he dropped that that fourth and three at the end of the game, which is huge, he looked like he was. His legs were back un, under him a little bit. He had some nice suddenness. He was open on some for, for some big play opportunities and now can you hit some of those would be my question so I do think I'm excited for the skill position group but I do think the main story like we just discussed is the the slight musical chairs on the offensive line and can somehow repeat that performance in terms of production and then what does Philly do basically saying like that was our worst defensive perform one of our worst defensive performances of the year How do we counteract that, and what do they bring to the table? So very compelling on that side of the ball. And can this offense bounce back? And I think they can, but it's going to be challenging for sure.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.